Reflections with Canon Philip Gray. Unbind him and let him go. May the words that I speak and the words that you hear be in the name of the living God who is Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. There are seven signs in John's Gospel and the raising of Lazarus is the seventh. It is the hinge moment in the Gospel which links in different ways to all the previous six signs. This very long and passionate narrative will now be the catalyst for the climatic events to follow where Jesus will be raised up from the earth. Jesus raises Lazarus from death to life, before he goes from life to death, in order to raise us all from death to life. In the previous six signs, those whose lives are transformed remain nameless. However, we are told the names of all the key characters here. The story therefore becomes very personal and intimate. The name of the location, Bethany, means house of affliction. Mary, Martha and Lazarus are clearly close and faithful friends of Jesus but the house is afflicted by Lazarus's grave illness and quite reasonably the sisters want Jesus to come straight away. The message is very simple. Lazarus is ill. There are no instructions. The sisters don't fall into the temptation of telling Jesus what he needs to do. Jesus clearly knows too how grave the situation is. However, the story is then deeply challenging. Jesus does nothing for two days. Why doesn't he rush to Bethany and try and save Lazarus as quickly as possible? Does Jesus lack empathy for their situation? In the house of affliction, with Lazarus dying and his, his sisters extremely distraught and anxious, for reasons which are not at all apparent, Jesus requires them to wait and to be patient. One can only imagine the similarly painful and anxious waiting of many houses of affliction today as they wait for news of gravely ill loved ones. As the story moves on, the consequences of this waiting erupt. When Jesus does finally arrive in Bethany, Martha, it would always appear a person of bustling activity, is out of the house at the news to meet Jesus. And her exasperated grief is to the fore. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Quite a greeting, but very understandable. In grief, we can so often begin with the, if only. 
for we're trying to make sense of what is happening. And it, and it can be natural too in our anger to look for someone to blame. Martha's opening gambit is to show her deep disappointment with Jesus. She cannot understand why he has delayed. But with this initial outburst over, and with Jesus finally there, she then immediately switches to the hope that she still has in him. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Their conversation then leads to Jesus assuring Martha that Lazarus will be raised from death to life. It begins with the conventional belief, but then moves to Martha, giving a confession of faith more comprehensive and powerful than any other in the Gospel. Beneath Martha's natural grief and anger lay immense faith and hope, and her encounter with Jesus has now enabled its fullest expression. Once Mary comes out of the house, and she too expresses her exasperation, the scene is filled with the powerful reality of the truth of the trouble and grief that they all feel. Jesus responds to their tears with his own. The Greek implies that all the emotions emerge at once, pain, anger, hurt, and Jesus literally shudders and shakes as his sentiments all burst out from inside of him. Here is pictured the uniqueness of the Christian faith. God is not remote. He is rather filled with profound empathy and has experienced and still experiences the depths of our human condition. The onlookers are amazed at how much he loves. God is with us today. The stone must be rolled away and the far from pleasant gravity of Lazarus's condition faced. In Duccio's painting on the front cover of our order of service today, I love the image of the man at the front of the crowd holding his nose. The prayer that Jesus offers is one of thanks. In Greek, a Eucharisto, which is also said over the loaves which become the bread of life. And Jesus orders Lazarus out of the tomb. Lazarus appears, shuffling, still bound like a mummy. At the empty tomb, Jesus will leave behind him all the cloths that bound him, and they will be the evidence of his resurrection. But Lazarus still needs to be released. Like all of us, Lazarus shuffles into new life, with many of his grave clothes still taffled around him, and he needs others to help him to be released. 
This release is the same word that is used for forgive in the Lord's Prayer. When we pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Our mutual forgiveness is also an essential part of living the resurrection life. Mary and Martha have experienced affliction, agony and confusion. Lazarus has endured a deathly long confinement. But amidst it all, new life and hope in the here and now and in the life to come emerge through the empathy, presence and word of Jesus. Unbind him and let him go. Amen.